invites you for the next half hour to join us for interviews, discussion, inspiration and for strategies to help you fulfil your potential both in life and in business. Welcome back to Remarkable Woman Radio. I am here with Linda Moore from themoneymentalist.com. So moneymentalist.com is the website. So welcome, Linda. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. And now... I love the name. <laughs> well, you were there when we decided on it. <laughs> I do. I remember it. And it was one of those, that's it. That's a eureka moment. It was like it just a thought yep. with all the spotlights around it. it was. And I love yep. it. Mm-hmm. Now, tell us why it's so relevant. Well, it's really relevant um, because my background is an accountant. Mm-hmm. And so I did a lot with clients about money. Um, But it was really frustrating because there's a lot more to money than just numbers and that's where the mental part comes into it. It's all around your money mindset and that is what helps you be financially successful. So the money mentalist is all around understanding money and the psychology behind money. I think that's absolutely brilliant because I was reading on your website that um, you said something about that the economic theory is based on rational thought. Yes. But if we applied rational thought to our finances, we'd all be doing very well, wouldn't we? Well, I think we'd all be millionaires in our 40s. Yeah. And um, certainly out of my group of friends, I don't have too many of them who actually are. So what are we doing? It's just not about maths. There is a lot more to it, and that is where the mindset side of it kicks in. So how, how much does mindset underpin people's results with money? Well, I've worked out, I think it's about 80% of its mindset mm-hmm. and about 20% of it is the numbers. Yeah. So you've got to do both sides of it. You can't really ignore one or the other. It's a, it's a tango that they have to do. Because I know there's a quote that I love by Warren Buffett and he said, if you can't handle your emotions, you'll never handle money. And I just, and I can see that. I can see times in my life where mm-hmm. I've done, I've spun out a little bit with money yep. and times when I've done the opposite as well. So it's, a, it's an interesting quote. It is. And that's one of the things I actually get my clients to do is when they're out and about just doing normal daily things, spending money, track the emotion. Mm. and see what actually happens because there will be times where certain emotions will affect you differently. So one day it might be that you're feeling really grumpy and you might spend more than you normally would when you're in your little happy place and vice versa. Yeah, to make yourself feel better. Make yourself feel better, exactly. Yeah. Um, what's the other, the other quote I said? If um, retail therapy... Oh, they wish re- retail therapy was on health insurance. Yes, because it really is therapy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Especially for us girls. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. So you've, um, obviously, for 20 years, you practised as an accountant. I did, yes. Um, so you obviously seen that. But to go and then add on a psychology postgraduate paper to that, or mm-hmm. diploma, I should say, um, what was made you decide to do that? Well, it was actually seeing what was happening with my clients. So stuff would happen in their lives. For example, I had one client who had a serious car accident and his business started to go downhill. And I'm going, look at the numbers, you know, but he actually couldn't function. So I'm going, hmm, that's interesting. And then you start to see how relationships impacted on business, health impacted on business. And it was actually frustration that drove me to it because I could see in the numbers but action wasn't actually happening. And I guess when it happened to me and my marriage ended and my business did the same as everybody else's and I'm going, hang on, I'm the accountant, this shouldn't be happening to me. But it was. 
And I guess that's when I kind of realised there's a lot more going on than me as an accountant just helping clients manage their business. And I think so many of us, the turning points actually come from our own experience, isn't yes, it? Yes, they yeah. do. And yep. to actually then go, well, hang on a minute, let me think about this further. What else can we add on yep. to, to what we're doing? And there can't be many people out there that are doing what you're doing. No, there's not. Yeah. Um, I've, I'm fortunate to be trained by Professor David Kruger in the States, um, and I'm only one of two in Australasia wow. who are certified uh, money story coaches. Brilliant. And, and I'm the only one who wraps it around my accounting background. And how did you find your way to, to him and that, that theory and philosophy? And um, It was, believe it or not, thank you, Google. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd been looking around and, and I found his book called The Secret Language of Money. And I got the book and that was my aha moment. It was mm. like, this is the missing piece of the puzzle. So I stalked him on LinkedIn and okay. um, yeah, we, we mm-hmm. connected, I emailed him and we've been friends, he's coached me ever since, I've been to the States to meet him as well. So he's just an amazing person and still my mentor now. Mm. That's brilliant, that's yeah. so cool. Yeah. And thank you Uncle Google. Yes. Yeah, it's amazing <laughs> considering it wasn't even in our vocabulary just what, no, 10 years no. ago. Okay. Now, what are you working on at the moment? Tell ah. us, or, or actually, maybe just tell us a little bit more about how the Money Mentalist is going in 2018. You know, what are you... Okay. Hearing? So 2018, we... Um, I am a researcher. And I was getting very enthusiastic and absolutely loving all of the researching. But there came a point where it's like, hang on, Linda, you actually now start working with more clients than you currently have been. Mm -hmm. So we've been doing uh, quite a lot of marketing this year, which is really starting to bear fruit. And I'm working with some amazing clients from all different walks of life, individuals, couples, business owners, but they're all coming with the same underlying question is, why am I not where I thought I should be? Yeah. Yeah. Where is the money? I'm working really hard, but I've got nothing to show for it. What's going on? And you've got the answer for them? Um, I have the answer for them. (laughs) (laughs) If they're prepared to do the work to find out. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But that's amazing, isn't it, that you've obviously, you are asking the right questions that people go, that is me. Yes. That is me and I need to know. Yes. And so do you, um, is this a personal coaching that you do with them or is this group coaching or, or what What sort of things do you do, you do with them? It's personal coaching. Yeah. Um, we're actually probably going to launch group coaching a little bit later in the year. Yeah. Um, but at the moment it's one-on-one coaching cool. with me. Yeah. Yep. Either live or we also use Zoom, which is a really cool oh, way of amazing. doing it. Yeah. So yeah it's yeah. really good. Yeah. Mm. Excellent. Mm. That's great. And um, and what sort of results do they get when they, obviously, they come to you with that question, why am I not where I want to be? Mm-hmm. What's the question that they leave with? Is it, well, how can I get more of that? Or Well, it's really interesting because for different people find different things along the journey, but basically where they come at the end of it is the realisation of what they've actually been doing. Mm -hmm. Because we always look backwards. You've got to look backwards to move forward. And when you actually look at your numbers and you really see what you've been doing, there's nowhere else to hide. Mm. And that's when they actually look at it and they kind of, most people will go, oh, good grief. 
we need to change this. We want to change this. Nice. And as soon as that I want to change this and getting a clear picture of where it is they want to be, then change is really easy and they just start making different choices. And because they start understanding the emotional connection they've got with money and in a relationship where you've got families... With different value systems. There's all sorts of dynamics, but getting them on the same page, change happens very quickly and they can move ahead and start to see money in the bank account. And to actually have those conversations that they may have avoided and there's always that thing between them. That's right. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And it's the avoiders I love working with in terms of couples because, you know, they're what I call my in love couples. And they quite often avoid the conversation because they don't want to hurt each other. Mm. Where those who are yelling and screaming at each other about money, quite often there's other underlying relationship issues going on. And they quite often have to deal with those first because once you fix the money, those issues don't necessarily go away. Wow, that's interesting. It is very interesting. Yeah. Very interesting work, mm. isn't mm. it? Because the money has got so many people have got different beliefs, and yep. and they've either inherited them or yep. they've picked them up, and they're all their perceptions around it that yep. they carry and put on this thing called money. It's very interesting. Yeah, yeah it is interesting. And, and when I was actually going through my training to be a certified coach, I had to go through exactly what I teach my clients, and I found it really confronting because I came to the realization that my four-year-old little was the CFO of my accounting practice. Oh, that's got me thinking. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, once you actually, as an adult, kind of go, oh, who's running my business? Um, then yeah. um, then you've, you've actually got to deal with that. Yeah. yeah, so I've had lots of arguments with little Linda, and um, <laughs> she she now is allowed to come out and play. <laughs> she gets a plastic toy though. Yeah. <laughs> so she doesn't run my business anymore. Yeah. I love that. Thank you for sharing that analogy. So there's a top tip from our money mentalist. <laughs> yeah. yeah, how old is your CFO that's running your life and business? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's a great mm. question to ask. <laughs> so can. Um, so as you went through all the coaching, obviously you mm-hmm. were taking yourself through it and you said yes. it was confronting, but what inspired you to really go, that's it, that's a missing piece, and then to really make that leap? Because it's quite a change going from... Um, yeah, it, it is a huge leap. And really the, the driver for me was, as I said earlier, um, my marriage ended. But not only did I lose my marriage, I gained $600,000 of debt. In a house or something like that. In the business or, yeah, and all of that. Yeah. So I was, I was horribly in debt. Mm-hmm. And it's like, hang on, I'm an accountant. How did this happen to me? And if this is happening to me, who is supposed to be the expert with numbers, what on earth is going on here? Mm-hmm. And so that for me was really the, the big thing. I'd seen it in clients yeah. in different ways. But when it happened to me, it's like there's something drastically wrong here. Um, and as much as I loved my accounting practice and I loved working with business owners, um, it was really the catalyst to go, but there's more to this and I want to find out what that more is. Yeah. Nice. Now, it did take me 18 months to get to that point because I did what everybody else did and I put my head in the sand and didn't want to deal with it. But that must make you very um, compassionate or non-judgmental when you yeah. are there with people in front of you. It's like you can feel whatever you feel. There's no judgment. There's just, there's yeah. just here it is. Yeah. Let's, let's deal with the fact. Let's deal with moving forward. That's right, exactly. Yeah. And so, you know, you, you let the emotions out because you have to because mm-hmm. it is incredibly emotional. And then we really get down to the, but what did you do 
that got you there? What were the actions that got you there? Mm. What were the belief structures that got you there? And do you like those or do you want some new ones? And you can have some new and ones. And you can have some new ones. And yeah. I think that for a lot of people is a bit of an aha moment because we kind of think we have these beliefs or stories that we tell yeah. each other. And I think we think that they are with us for life. Yeah. And when you actually get to the point where it's like, well, hang on, it's a story. Mm. Let's rewrite the story. What do you want your story to look like? What do you want your story to be? And when you sort of talk about it like that, that comes from a very empowering kind of position definitely empowering and yeah. it's like what you know suddenly you are important you, mm. you you are the driver in your own life now yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so get the four-year-old out of the driving seat because <laughs> it doesn't have a license <laughs> she doesn't <laughs> have a license <laughs> to learn to drive <laughs> yeah um and yeah and and what do you want your life and your business to actually look like mm. um and that's, I think, once you get through the, the emotional part of what have I done, that writing your own story becomes incredibly exciting. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's the bit that I actually love is watching the faces because you can see the change in the clients when they actually get to that point of going, this is what I want my story to be and yeah. I've got the skills and the practical steps to implement that and that's why the two mindset and numbers wrap together so tightly. It's very clever. Yeah. Yeah, mm. very clever. And we're going to actually just now, before I go on to the next question, we're going to take a break and we're going to play one of Linda's favourite songs, which is by Seal called Crazy.
So welcome back to Remarkable Woman Radio. I'm here with Linda Moore from moneymentalist.com and we're having a great chat about money and beliefs and rewriting our four-year-old stories because we don't want her to be the CFO of our life or business anymore. And um, I think when you, um, if you listen back to this, because you'll be able to get the recording mm-hmm. um, off Planet Audio or from Remarkable Group, is... Linda's asking some really great great questions that I think we can apply to our lives, to our businesses. And it's just, I think you were really showing us that the power of asking the right questions um, and taking the action towards that puts us firmly in the driving seat. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Because again, I think, you know, there's... There's a, a feeling out there that to get ahead financially, you have to be frugal and you can't enjoy life and and that's hard. Yeah. That's not a pleasant way to live. And I guess what I teach my clients is using the behavioural economics model is that, no, you don't actually have to be frugal. It's all about the choices and how you go about making those choices that makes the difference because I am not frugal um, in any way. You know, I have what I want when I want. It's just I make different choices about what it is that I want and where does that fit in with the big plan yeah. that Linda has for where she wants to go. So um, so it's just keeping you focused on where you want to go as yeah. well at the same time. So all the actions are counting yeah, yes. towards yeah. towards that goal. Yeah, That's mm. brilliant. Now, it sounds like you guys are busy. So if you are, you're doing a lot more marketing, your, your client base is growing, yep. and I know you've put on talks and things like that before, yep. which are really interesting, because um, I've been to them. Um, so how do you juggle everything? I'm extremely organised. Um, bear in mind, I came from the accounting industry, where we count every six minutes of our day. Uh, So, you know, so planning is kind of what I do. I have delegated quite a bit of stuff um, down to my lovely partner, Mm -hmm. Simon. He does breakfast and lunch and I do dinner. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty good. (laughs) Um, But we also live on a a lifestyle block. So, you know, we've also got that running alongside as well. So we lead a very busy full life, but it doesn't feel like we're stretched or overly busy because I have my lists. I'm a list girl. I have my monthly list, I have my weekly list, and I have my daily tasks. And I've, I always leave enough time so that if something happens, I don't throw the toys out of the cock because my plan's gone out the window or something like that. And I know what, I'm, what I can fit in a day, and I know when I've given myself too much. Do you spend a certain amount of time in the weekend or every day doing some planning, that, you know, like yeah. a strategy that could help someone that might be listening to this? Yeah, I, Sunday afternoon is my planning time. It only takes me half an hour or so. And that's when I go through and I look at any emails I haven't responded to or things that I know that I have deadlines coming up. Um, I've also just started using um, a little uh, Trello system to yeah. help me remember things that I can't mm-hmm. remember because my lists were getting a little bit out of control. <laughs> So, yeah, so just that quiet time on a Sunday with a cup of tea. And then I just have a sheet of my desk of this is everything that I want to get through in that week. And you keep it all in front of you as well. And I keep it in front of me. So even um, if I'm out of the office, like for today I work in a different office, my planner comes with me. So Mm. I have my sheet there all of the time so that I kind of know where I'm at. 
it. Yeah. It just keeps it front of mind because I get just distracted really easily. Yeah, and I think we all do. And yeah. I find I, I need to write things down yeah. mm-hmm. um, because if I'm looking at things on a little iPhone, it's just almost, I think, my life is a little bit bigger than this little iPhone. Yeah. But some people are very efficient with it, but for me, I like to see it. Yeah, um, I'm still pen and paper. Yeah. So primarily a lot of my stuff is still written down. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Mm. I, I am too. Mm. It's my secrets are coming out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's great. So um, now, obviously, you're working on it, um, something at the moment. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. why don't you tell us about that? Ah, okay. Well, women in business. Yes. Uh, lovely space to work in and I love working with business owners but what I'm finding with women is I am meeting too many of them who have been in business for six or seven years are still not making any money they're tired they're frustrated Mm -hmm. they're starting to get stressed at home because they're feeling guilty and they're totally stuck and they don't know how to get off that little treadmill that they've got themselves onto so that's an area that I'm building a program particularly to work with women in business who are kind of in that space they know they need to do something but they don't know what it is they need to do Mm -hmm. and they can't see a way forward wow that's a great that's Mm. a great product yeah so when are you coming out with that uh we're going to start marketing that within the next two to three weeks Okay, well, we'll look at it. So don't forget to go to moneymentalist.com uh, or do you have a Facebook page Yes, as well? we do. Money Mentalist has a Facebook page as Brilliant. well. Brilliant. Okay, so check it out for um, the Woman in Business program. Does it have a name yet? It's going to be called the Money Mind Switch. Oh, I love it. Yeah, that's quite cool. Too, that's really cool. Yeah. yeah, we like that. Okay, the Money Mind Switch. So check it out on Linda's website, moneymentalist.com. Now, do you have a guiding principle or theme for your life? I do. And that's whoever I touch, I want to give value to. Mm. So whether they become a client or whether it's a friend, I always want to be able to add some value into their lives. And that, for me, is what kind of guides me. In fact, I had a conversation with a client this morning who is struggling, and I said, I said to you, call me if you were struggling. Why didn't you? And she said, I didn't want to be a burden. I said, I wouldn't have said that to you if I didn't mean it. Yeah. yeah. So I guess that's really what is, is for me, is really, really important, is always you know, touching people in a positive way mm-hmm. and feeling that they can come back yeah. and ask for help or assistance or whatever whatever it is they need. Yeah, because yeah. sometimes, you know, in between the meetups, sometimes you just need that little bit of encouragement, yeah. right? You yeah. know, just and, um, and to know that you're there and you're approachable. And yeah. yes, you might be talking about money and beliefs and all of that, but at the end of the day, you are a human being. Yeah, that's right, exactly. <laughs> and you know yeah. exactly how they're feeling. Yeah. Yeah, mm. yeah. Mm. so... That's great. So I love that. So there to add value to someone's life. That's Mm. the most important thing anyone can do, actually, to someone's life. Um, Now, um, I love to be able to offer people solutions. Mm -hmm. And so what has been the best advice you've received or wish you'd given yourself Maybe apart from four-year-old Linda as the CFO. But <laughs> I love um, that. Yeah, this was a really interesting question, and I thought about this one. And I think the best advice I was actually given was slow down so you can speed up. Mm. Because I'm a micromanager. Okay. I was a micromanager. And I was so busy micromanaging everything, I was actually achieving nothing. Yeah. And I was going so fast, I was missing out on everything. 
So once it was like, so I was like, well, how do I do that? What What mm. do you actually do? And as I said, we live on a lifestyle block and there's a rock about halfway down the paddock. So my task was to go and sit on that rock for 10 minutes a day and think about nothing. Now, that was a huge challenge for me because I actually had to slow. But as I got into it, I slowed down and that's when I actually became able to delegate. So I've actually slowed down an awful lot, but it's been amazing how things have gone a lot faster since I slowed down. That's interesting. I yeah. love that. And I think because we're all so crazy with all um, everything mm-hmm. at us, you know, screens and yeah. um, what is it, when we're not looking at our big screen, we then, um, when we're on the internet, we can pick up our little internet yep. that we're carrying beside us as well. And mm. and suddenly we're bombarded. But yep. I love that. Just go sit on your rock. Yep. Leave your list behind. Yep. And just and just chill, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, what is now? This might be something similar as well. But what is something that you wish you'd done years ago to assist yourself? Is that similar to that one before? Or uh, no, it's. I think I wish I had actually asked more questions. Mm. And, you know, maybe it was sometimes ask people for help, you know, when you were stuck. We tend to battle on. Mm. That's part of the Kiwi psyche, isn't it? We do it. DIYers, we can do it. We've Mm. got broad shoulders. We can handle it. So I think back then if I'd actually asked more, Mm. and because I think people around you do know that you're struggling, and sometimes they are brave enough to ask, but a lot of times they actually don't. And I think we need to ask more when we need help or we want advice or we just want to learn something. Yeah. And, I mean, that really proved it to me when I emailed David Kruger and said, you don't know me from a bar of soap, but I love your book. Can you tell me more? And this door just opened. Wow. And I'm thinking, gosh, imagine if I'd done that 20 years earlier. Yes. Yeah. Would it actually have, you know, would I have made some of the mistakes that I made? Would I have done things differently if I'd had the courage to do that Mm. back when I was starting out in business? So it's almost a case that you were ready and so he appeared, but you actually were the one that opened the door. Yeah. You Mm. you reached out. Yeah. And I think people who we perceive as being above us in expertise Mm. or knowledge or anything like that, I think they actually love being asked when it comes from the right genuine place. Yes. So that would be something I advise. I'd give to anyone just ask yeah because what's the worst they can do yeah yeah and that's it Mm. and then if they're not going to help then off you go somewhere else exactly yeah Yeah. Mm. the the power of questions is amazing yeah sending out irons on a quest so when you are going outside of your comfort zone say for instance reaching out to David yes so um or as a business setback because as we know we there's always Mm -hmm. lots of ebb and flows in business um how did you cope with your expansion of your comfort zone? <laughs> or, um, yeah, what did you learn as a result of all of that? Okay, so I think when you when you have setbacks, um, you kick yourself, and I'm really good at doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess it's how long you choose to dwell on it. So I still do. I mean, we still obviously have setbacks now. And when they happen, I still allow myself to kick myself and go, well, that was a bit silly, wasn't it? Um, <laughs> but I now focus it not on... The scenario and what happened being silly or stupid, not me, the person being stupid. Mm. And then it's a matter of actually going, okay, I've dealt with the emotion now. I've had my hissy fit. I've had my glass of wine, cup of tea, whatever it is I need (laughs) at the time. And just move on. Mm. What actually happened? And come back to that same thing. Cut the emotion. What happened? And what do I need to do so that doesn't happen again or it happens differently? 
So it's great. So you've got lots of questions that you're asking. Yeah. It's, it's really, mm. it, it's lovely. And I love that too because, um, it, it, you know, you're going, okay, it happened. What can I learn? Yes. What can I learn from it? Because there's no, there's no random that it happened. No, that's there's right. There's a reason yeah. and there's something that you've got to get from it. So why not ask the question to get the answer so yeah. it doesn't have to keep happening. Yeah. 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 And, and sometimes this is when I do have conversations with little Linda because I'm, I actually am to the point now where I visualise her and she's actually standing right there. You probably can't see her, but she's there. <laughs> and, and there'll be times where something, something goes wrong and it, it might be that my cake comes out of the oven flat and I just kind of almost turn to her and go, okay, so what did we do this time? And, <laughs> and poor old Simon, my partner, looks at me and says, you're talking to her again, aren't you? I'm going, oh, you're sorry, honey, I am. <laughs> I love that. But that's great. It's really cool. So my big question that I ask all of my guests, and they yep. sometimes don't like that I do, <laughs> but what's most remarkable about what you do and who you are? And I ask that particularly as a value question, because if we don't value who we are, mm-hmm. then no one else will. Yeah, so. yeah. I think that what makes me remarkable is that I am very open and willing to bring my experience and what I have been through into the work that I do with my clients. I'm incredibly open and sharing with it and that really makes the clients feel incredibly comfortable to share at that same level with me. So I've got the skills and I've got the knowledge and the expertise. I know what I'm doing and I'm really, really good at it. But it's that empathy and that openness that I think really makes the difference. It's remarkable. Mm. Thank you so much for joining me today on Remarkable Woman Radio. We've been talking with Linda Moore from moneymentalist.com. So go ahead and check her out. She's got lots of great programs and also the brand new one that's coming out for women in business called the Money Mind Switch. So keep a lookout for that. Thanks so much for joining me today. It's been an absolute pleasure.